Good morning. Welcome. Everybody's favorite daily commuter podcast, Purgatory, on the interstate where uh, I get about 20 minutes of my morning to start my day, talk with you about, well, whatever is on my mind. So, great. And uh, that was me, just trying to look out for oncoming traffic in my own fucking complex and scraping up against some goddamn trees. All right, that's fucking great. Waving to that old bat. I hate that lady with the fucking dog. Um, <laughs> so, Thanksgiving Eve off to a great start. You know what this is going to be? I'm going to drive to work. There's going to be nobody in the road. I'm going to get on the trains. There's nobody in the train. Late train. Um, and then whatever time, they may, they may very well throw us a bone. Um, let us leave a little early. But that whatever train we get is going to be packed. Maybe leave at three or four. Who knows? Who knows? We're not, I, don't, I don't understand a company that just doesn't give us a heads up so we can plan. It's always a surprise. They're always like children. Like, uh, we'll get an email like noon today. Like, oh, you guys can leave at three. Like, why not just fucking tell us? Like, in the beginning of the year, like, these are days that you could, probably, you could leave early. These are half days. These are full days. Use your own discretion, of course. If you need to do work, don't leave. But... You know, you, if you plan your week out and your workout, you can very well be done. You know, last week it snowed. I, my day was planned out. One day it snowed last week. And everybody left at like 3.30 or something. And I stayed because I had to do my work. And my work wasn't done. I got home just fine. I don't know what the fucking big deal was. It was a little bit longer to commute because of the snow. And the train was fine. My drive was a little... The traffic was bad. But... You know, I I didn't plan to leave early. I had my day mapped out pretty good. It was a busy day, and I did my work. I don't know. I don't understand why they can't just give a heads up to people. It makes no fucking sense to me. It's really like we're fucking children. Corporate email at noon to tell us that they've blessed us with leaving half you know a day, half a day early, whatever the fuck, or two hours early. So, anyway, Thanksgiving Eve is full. You know, I was thinking about it. I don't have a lot of, like, Thanksgiving memories. I don't, um... Like, growing up... Like, I know, I know we just... I know we came to my grandparents' house. Uh, I assume there's a couple we stayed at home. I don't really remember. I remember... Yeah, I guess I remember a couple of my brothers coming home from college... Like nothing specific, like not a specific year. Like, oh, that was the year that this happened, and that was the year this. Like, you know, um, outside of like Leon Lett, there's not much. <laughs> like, I don't have family memory Thanksgivings, even though I know we had nice Thanksgivings. But I think I think a lot of it had to do with the fact that our Sunday our Sunday dinners when we did Sunday dinner were a lot like Thanksgiving. You know, no turkey. Um, but just about everything else was involved. There was always a pasta dish. Um, I think my mother probably made lasagna on, on Thanksgiving. <coughs> I'll be doing manigots. It's um, manicotti to the layman. Um, uh, you know, a nice anibas, which is a big, big-ass salad. Um, you know, meats and cheeses and uh, all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, then the turkey was involved. But I mean, like, dish pasta, anibast, 
and chicken cutlets or veal cutlets or something like that was always on the menu on like a Sunday dinner. So there's not much difference. It's like a little bit more, it's like more of an all-day event. But I don't, like I said, I don't have like a specific memory. But I think it's because the continuity of it all, the fact that it was pretty much just an extension of what we did on every, well, not every Sunday, but on a lot of Sundays. Um, my only memory, my memories of Thanksgiving come after, uh, come like in college because of the Wednesday night, the Thanksgiving Eve uh, festivities, which was always like, I always, I knew it when my brothers were in college, they'd come home and then we'd see them for 10 minutes on Wednesday night and then be out and we wouldn't see them until Thursday morning, whatever time they came out of their rooms. Uh, So I always knew that was like a thing because my brothers are older than I am, so I kind of saw that firsthand. But I never really experienced that because, uh, I mean, I think it, not to get sad about it or depressing about it, but my father died. My mother moved back, moved away from where I grew up. So I didn't go back and, like, spend time with my friends. I'd go back and I'd call my younger cousins because they were going out with their friends. I'd go hang out with them and uh, I had one older cousin and... Um, Older cousin would have parties at his house. My younger cousins would be going out with their friends to whatever happy hour. So I'd come back in and be working in the city. Or coming back from uh, school. And yeah, so this happened a bunch. Cause I'd be going, <laughs> so I'd be coming back from... Um, uh, come back from school or come back from work. And I'd go out with my friends. And, or my cousins and their friends. And, you know, I don't really remember... The college ones, I'm thinking about it. I must have gone back home for the college ones. So my mother waited to move until I graduated. Um, I don't even remember those too well. I'm sure they happened. But it's a little different, I think. Also, you go back and your father's gone and, you know, your mother's all alone. I think it's a little different. You kind of you kind of spend time. Not that I felt obligated to, but you, it's what you want to do. You know, you, you're both... The, the holidays are always different when you, when you lose a key member of your family like that. And, uh, look, it's been, again, not that depressing, it's been like 17 years and it's still fucking weird to have holidays without them. Uh, obviously, those first couple are a lot more difficult, but um, whatever holiday it is, you always take a minute to kind of remember, like, this would be a lot better. My father would have been in his 70s now if he were still around. So it's not like, you know... I'm sure at some point when I'm like, oh, well, he'll have been 125 this year. I'd be like, well, he probably would have been dead by now already. <laughs> anyway, but, you know, in the meantime, it's just kind of like, wow, he would, you know, he would have had these grandkids more, you know, he had more grandkids after he was gone than he did when he was alive. And, uh, you know, that, kind of, that part kind of sucks. So I felt like, I feel like I went home and spent more time with her than, than um, kind of ditch her and go out with my friends. Um not ditcher, but you know it's different when it's different when both parents are around and other kind of stuff. So, um, so my memories of Thanksgiving Eve don't kick in until she moved back um, to where her family's from in Connecticut, and I'd go out with uh, my my little cousins, and then go back to my other to my older cousin's house for a party. And uh, let me just say these two groups didn't really mix. Like I I got along well enough with both of them. Uh, one, they're both weird in their own rights, but, you know, um, 
I decided, I, 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 let's see, my cousin is still friends with most of the friends. My younger cousin is still friends with most of the friends he brought around. And my older cousin, I don't think, talks to half those kids anymore. So there you go. It's, you know, I knew what was what. Um, at least, at least, you know, even though I didn't, I did pick sides because I didn't like, I didn't like some of my older cousin's friends. Might as well just fucking say it. Um, so there's a couple fights. I, I say a couple. I don't remember. They're all Thanksgiving Eves. But there's a couple issues at the house um, over the years. Uh, one was definitely Thanksgiving Eve. Uh, my little cousin ripped the railing off uh, off the uh, the stairway uh, going down to the basement where the beer pong and that kind of shit was going. Uh, kind of, I was holding him back, and he was going after his kid, and he just kind of got pissed. And ri- look, we were antagonized, we were insulted, and uh, I don't think he did anything wrong. To be honest with you, we didn't go there looking for a fight, but some kids just, just poked the wrong guy. You just don't pick, don't poke the bears, because for whatever I don't know why these kids felt the need to poke the bear. They didn't like these younger kids coming in playing bear pong with them or whatever. I don't know that was all about, but hey, it it ended poorly, let's just put it that way Um, scuffles, you know nothing terrible, nothing major but uh, you know, I remember this this girl was talking shit to me and I called her a cunt Uh, and frankly she had a comment, she was acting like a cunt and I don't throw that word around lightly, I don't think it's nice to call a girl a cunt but when uh, you're acting like one and you're coming at me, I'm going to let you know. All right? So it's like once in like one, one, once of two times in my life I've said that to somebody. And uh, I defended myself because, you know, just because, like, I'm not going to hit you because you're a girl. But if you're acting nasty to me and you're being a bitch, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sling arrows and it's going to fucking hurt. And if you don't like it, maybe you should back the fuck up a little bit. There's also one escape from uh, police. I'm not going to get into that. <laughs> uh, I, maybe at some point I will when I have more listeners. That's a good. That's too good of a story to waste on a no listener podcast. Uh, that happened about 11, 12 years ago, so I think I'm safe. But um, yeah, that was a good one. That might have been the same Thanksgiving, to be honest with you. Uh, so that's it for my Thanksgiving Eve. Uh, my Thanksgiving is giving memories. Uh, I don't know. This this year I'm gonna come home and watch Charlie Brown Thanksgiving special with my kids. I'm gonna cook a little bit. I'm gonna have some wine. Start to celebrate a little bit. And it's all nice. Just us. It's my, my, I think my mother might be coming out. My cousin might join us because he's kind of bouncing around from house to house tomorrow. And uh, yeah, I'll we'll set the wild turkey early. I'll watch the parade. I get early, you know. You get busy on these holidays. I think I go to the bakery early, pick up my mother, come back, watch the parade, pour some wild turkey, um, then have some real turkey. And just, you know, just, you got to pace it. It's a long day. It's a lot of food. Just pace it. So it'll be good. Looking forward to it. And then back to work on Thursday you might get me to you might get me tonight I think you're gonna come to do my picks tonight so I'll be back for episode two of Thanksgiving Eve Purgatory on the interstate 
uh, as we're passing exit 8 here on 91 South. Uh, traffic's not as light as I thought it was going to be, to be honest with you. Um, I thought it was going to be real light. Surprised at how heavy it is. Uh, Adrian Beltre announced his retirement yesterday. I guess I probably should end with this. I have a lot to talk about with Adrian Beltre. Uh, probably going to the Hall of Fame. Hit some prerequisites, 3,000 hits. I don't know. I think he had 400 and something home runs. I mean, I got like Adrian Beltre, but he's not a Hall of Famer, all right? I did a little bit of research on him this morning. A little bit last, looked at him a little bit last night. Uh, he has like, he's like this fifth highest war for third baseman, which makes no sense to me. I don't understand. This this is, should end all. The only cool thing about WAR in baseball is uh, that Babe Ruth still has the highest WAR of all time. <laughs> That's the only cool thing about WAR. Uh, it's the only only redeeming factor of that stupid ass stat. All right, Adrian Beltre is a four time All Star. He's going to the Hall of Fame. He's a four four time All Star. He's only, he never won an MVP. He only finished twenty one years, four times All Star. Top two in it. Oh, okay. Penske rental truck. That's a, okay. Here you go. Unwritten rules of the road. Let me give you a little something here. Unwritten rules of the road brought to you by AA, Beep Beep, MCL. When you see a rental truck on the road, always remember that guy doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. All right. If you see a rental truck, it's some guy, maybe it could very well be his first time behind the seat uh, of the driver's seat of a truck that size. Okay. They're not used to not having their rear view mirrors. They're not used to using that secondary mirror. I am a expert on driving rental trucks. I've driven a million U-Hauls of all sizes, vans. I've driven, um, what do you call those things, trailers. I've driven trailers on the BQE in rush hour. All right, when I was like 23. Or no, fuck. I was like 21. I was not even old enough to rent the fucking thing. And they still put me in charge of that monster. I got lost in Staten Island for like four hours in one when I was a kid. When I was like 21 years old. Somehow made it back. I had to get it back to uh, Queens? Maybe Brooklyn? I don't even remember where I had to go. Um, without a GPS. That's before pre-GPS on the phones. I had a fucking flip phone. No GPS. And I fucking found my way back. In a trailer with like no money for gas. So I have no idea how I even kept gas in that fucking thing. Or how I didn't die out there alone in the trailer that ran out of gas. That was almost into the story of my story. But that's your rules of the road for today, for Thanksgiving Eve, is when you see one of those rental trucks on the road, always remember, that guy's a fucking amateur, all right? Uh, so Adrian Beltre. So I did a comparison to George Brett. Now, George Brett's one of the best third basemen of all time. Um, goes without saying. Listen to the, some of this shit, all right? Uh, so George Brett played in a lot less... Not a lot less games. He played in less games... Had a lot less plate appearances than Adrian Beltre. And he had less home runs than Beltre. Well, listen to this. Higher batting average. Scored more runs. More doubles. More triples. Um, hang on. I'm just making a turn here. Um, more, st- more steals. More walks. Less strikeouts. 800 less strikeouts. More runs created. And isn't that what the fucking game is all about? Scoring runs. I know, it's not, I know getting into the whole thing is not an offensive thing. Um, not just offense only, but I'm going off the offensive stats here, okay? 
You could you can debate defense all you want. He's a good defensive third baseman. He wasn't fucking Brooks Robinson. Okay. He wasn't stone hands over there, but he wasn't uh you know, he he, he wasn't picking it like you know, he was Ozzy Smith of third baseman by any means. George Brett, higher on base percentage, higher slugging percentage, higher OPS. He had a hundred Wait a second. Did I do this right? Okay, so I think I did. I think I wrote this down right. Um, Adrian Beltre had 160 more home runs than George Brett, but only 32 more extra base hits. Uh, listen, man, the 800 strikeouts—that's a big number. I think the fact that he's got more runs created in like in less games—it's crazy to me. I don't think look, Beltre's gonna make it to the Hall of Fame, but I don't know on based on what. I don't know. People love the guy. He's quirky. Can't touch his head. There's some weird shit on the field. Um, Whatever, people love that. I don't think he's a Hall of Famer, though. He's a nice player. He's a Hall of very, very, very good. Um, he's not an all-time great. He is a belong in the conversation with Eddie Matthews and George Brett um, and Shipper Jones and um, those kind of guys. I didn't look up Mike. I'm not a big Mike Schmidt guy. If I got to look up Schmidt. You know what I want to do? I don't think, you know, I'm also, I don't believe like Craig Biggio is a Hall of Famer. I think he just played a long, long time. Um, it was very good for a long time. I don't think Kirby Puckett's a Hall of Famer. I think if those guys are Hall of Famers, then Don Mattingly 100% should be a Hall of Famer. And I'm just saying that because those guys are in. If Mattingly, um, if those guys weren't in, I probably, my bias might not allow Mattingly to be a Hall of Famer. My, my bias, he's my favorite player of all time. He was my favorite when I was a kid, so he's my favorite player um, by default. You can never like, can never, can never like a player as much as you do when you're 10. Um, so Mattingly's my favorite uh, that being said I, I, I want to look this up today I want to look up Biggio's best years and compare them to Mattingly's best five years just do Biggio's best five against Mattingly's best five and I guarantee you Mattingly's better in every category except for like probably steals definitely steals and Mattingly's a better first baseman than Biggio was a second baseman alright if you want to talk defense, Mattingly was as good as it gets over there. It was him and Keith Hernandez, and they're both great. They're both fantastic first defensive first basemen. And they're both better than anybody you've probably seen today. I don't know who's as good. Like, Teixeira was really good. Teixeira could pick it. Um, I'm not sure there's any others uh, today. I can't think of any off the top of my head. Um... Let's see, pulling in, pulling in, uh, pulling into um, the parking lot right now. I want to talk about one more thing real quick while I'm going in here. I did hear yesterday, so the El Chapo thing was the Mexican-Colombian drug lord. I think he's Colombian, not Mexican. That makes no sense. He's a drug lord. I have no idea now. Now that I think about it, I have no idea if he's like one of Escobar's descendants or comes from Mexico. I have no idea. But he, his trial is in Brooklyn. And um, I guess some guy was on the stand yesterday and testified that uh, this guy once killed somebody for snubbing him on a handshake. Now, that's like, that's some gangster shit, man. That's some shit. Like, the Italians were bad in the day. Not so much anymore. Not so much now. and Not so much, you know, the past 40 years. But... I never heard of any shit like that. Snubbing for a handshake. 
And I, I said, that's like, <laughs> that's like if Larry David were a fucking drug lord. Did he, did he, did he, I can't do a Larry David impression, but, you know, it's a, you know, I get snubbed in a handshake and get whacked. I miss some Larry David shit. Everybody, everybody always makes there's a thousand fucking parking spaces here, and this guy's got a debate between two of them. Make me fucking mind, Sheech. All right, I'm late for the train uh, yet again. Have a happy. I'll be back tonight to do my NFL picks for Thanksgiving. I'll be back on Friday. Um, have a great fucking day. If you don't listen to tonight's podcast, as you might not, because uh, it is Thanksgiving Eve, and you'll be with your family and stuff. I hope you uh, have a great Thanksgiving. Uh, enjoy, all the best, don't take any shit from anybody, and I'll talk to you soon. Take care.